Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. By the time April rolls around this year, we will be moving into our sixth year of the podcast. That's five years of The Other Stories. It's unbelievable. So we wanted to revisit some of your favourite themes and some of our favourite themes that we've ran in the past on the podcast. So the same favourite themes, but brand new stories. And that's where you come in. We need you to send in your short stories over at theotherstories.net forward slash submissions. The themes are time travel, alternative realities, space, post-apocalypse, mythology, and doppelgangers. So if you've got a story for us, get over to that website, theotherstories.net forward slash submissions, and get your story in today. Today's episode is Too Late to Run, written by Marcel Lemont and narrated by James Barnett. Whenever the seas glow green, it's too late to run. That's what my granddad always said when we went fishing. Almost like a nervous tick. I remember him. His thinning grey hair combed over his shiny head, holding the fishing rod like an extension of his arm, flicking out the line across the sky. To my eyes, it flew as though picked up by a bird and taken out to sea. Though in his later years, it didn't fly so far. I don't think I've ever cast like that man. Not even now. The age he was when he first started taking me out in the tinny. I guess that isn't such a surprise, given that I spend all the good hours of the day inside, hunched over a barely functional laptop. Still, I like the loneliness out here. The way the sky met the sea, almost imperceptibly, fading together like living in a marble. It was better out here alone without my ex-wife moaning and the kid messing up my lure collection. 
The morning light was that special kind, where it hadn't quite reached its full potential, but would in its own goddamn time. I liked having the weight of a different world beneath my feet, powers I couldn't possibly control or even understand, drawing up the beasts from the depths of darkness and taking their lives to feed my own. The ocean suddenly laid bare and gasping in the desperate, pathetic flopping of its lowliest fish. Though today the spot was dry, it had been my granddad's spot off the coast of the peninsula that he swore was never empty. But now for the first time in 40 years, bloody empty. The sun was starting to make a name for itself now, and my little steel boat should be laden with slippery dead bodies. Enough to make a show of it on Instagram once I got that sweet gal on the docks, Doreen, to take my picture holding them up and grinning like a pig in shit. And hey, maybe that was a weakness in character, but it was my weakness in character. It was my Saturday tradition, and I'd been hanging out for it these last six days. A wave rocked my boat, sending my worn green tackle box clattering off the seat. My colourful lures spewing out into the small puddle of water collected at the bottom of the boat. Weird. I hadn't seen that one coming. Where was my head at? Oh right, with Doreen on the docks. I hadn't seen her this morning. Usually she was there working the gate, saying hello to the old fellas and handing out steaming plastic cups of black coffee. I hadn't seen the old fellas either. Quiet day above and below. Another wave jerked the boat into a wobble, but I couldn't see any big cargo ships or ferries that would have stirred it up. There was nothing out here but me and the flat expanse of the ocean. My bright red lure danced below the surface nearby, my reel moving as smooth as butter as I pulled it from the water into the salty air. One more cast. Then I would pack up my kit and motor on into shore. I might just buy some salmon at the fish market and get a snap of that, unless I finally get that bloody beautiful tug on my line. I stood, holding the sharp line with the worn pad of my finger, and drew back the rod. With a strong flick of my arm, I released the line into the sky. That gorgeous sound of the reel letting go, my red lure soaring across the waves, plunking down a good 40 metres out to sea. Stunning. Another wave sent me sprawling forward into my boat. I set the reel and took a ginger seat, settling in to troll that lure in slow, drawing out my last cast. My mind darkened and turned to the day ahead. Without my catch, the gutting, prepping and frying part of my Saturday was gone, which left the lonely hours of a sunny weekend far too open. The familiar pang of emptiness that had been near inescapable since the divorce threatened to grasp at my throat when I was ripped right off my feet, slamming into the edge of the boat, barely keeping hold of my rod. What the royal fuck was that? Before the rod was torn from my hand, I grabbed it with my other and pushed back with my feet on the side of the tinny. But even with all the strength in me, I couldn't budge the bugger. It must be snagged on a coral or a rock or a sunken goddamn ship. There goes my favourite lure. Fuck. Giving it another tug for good measure, I went to reach for my pocket knife. But the line tugged back. I grabbed the rod before it dropped. With half my body stretched out over the ocean, 
I was staring down into the depths of a glowing green sea. A nervous chuckle leaked out of my mouth as I remembered my granddad's words. Too late to run. It was a weird sort of light in the water I'd never seen before. Nothing torch-like or morning sun-like about it. Kind of a weird glowing of the water itself. Like it had just been electrified. Swallowing. I removed one hand from the rod and reached for my knife again. My other arm near tearing from its socket. I'd be spewing if I lost this rod. It'd be months before I'd be able to replace it. The boat shook with tiny waves. Bubbles exploded out of the ocean. One after the other, buzzing with some kind of pulse. Like I'd gone and parked my boat in the middle of a hot tub. Fuck it. Dropping the rod into the ocean, I fell back onto the bottom of the shaking boat. Shit, I cried as a couple of the spilled lures pierced my pants and dug into the flesh of my ass. Shit, I said as the bubbles grew bigger. Bigger than the boat. One in the wrong place would flip me without a second thought. I grabbed the seat and pulled myself, barely able to keep my sea legs on this roller coaster ride. One side of the boat flinging up, then the other, as the bubbles burst like rapid fire. The air was smelling like death. There wasn't any other way to say it. Everything stunk like decades-old rotten meat dripping with terror. I clawed my way to the anchor and cursed my stupid ass for not buying that winch I'd looked at last month. I grabbed the steel chain and yanked it upwards. Come on, come on! It slipped in my hands like a wriggling snake. My heart was pounding in my ears, but all I could hear were my granddad's words. Too late to run. Too late to run. A great violent sound tore through the world beneath. It shook my insides like an earthquake. It sounded like the mechanics of the earth were grinding to a halt. What the absolute hell was that? My hands had let the chain go and my pathetic pile was slithering its way back into the water. I grabbed for it and stood and almost fell right out of the boat in shock. There was something in the ocean. A great black stain in the fluorescent green stretched out for kilometres beneath me, around me, everywhere. So big, so awful and huge. Some primal part of my brain kicked into gear and I tore at the chain, desperately trying to drag in the anchor so I could, too late to run. Oh God, I was never going to make anything right. Pulling and pulling at the anchor, the ocean swelled to my right in one big swoop. It drew up and tore towards the tinny, massive like ten freight trains. The blackness emerged, water pouring down ginormous scales. There wasn't enough time to scream. All I could see were rows of teeth as big as a man, everywhere, the stench unbearable. The sound of metal being torn, and then I was airborne, flying headfirst into the green water. The cold smacked my face and spooked the air from my lungs. Everything was in motion. I tumbled around and around as the water dived and spun in vicious currents, spiralling downward without a breath of air, my lungs ready to burst. Whatever it was, was everywhere. Black scales flew past in every direction. I kicked and pulled at the water, 
desperate to reach the surface. My head blinking through the faces of my family, my mum, my ex-wife, my daughter. Finally, the face of my granddad, his lips mouthing the words, too late to run. Fuck that. Everything hurt as I grasped at the water, as I kicked with every bit of strength in me, the scaly bastard whipping up the currents on purpose. With a stroke of pleasure, I remembered my pocket knife and pulled it out of my pocket. If he wanted to brawl, he'd started one. I was getting out of here alive so I could make everything I'd screwed up over the last decade all right again. I was going to get that look from my daughter again, the one where I'm the shining knight. Come on, come on, I screamed in my head as my lungs nearly collapsed in on themselves, telling me to open up my mouth and take a breath. Just one. The scales whipped past and I struck out my knife. It clanged against a glowing black spike and I dropped it. The impact sending a small spark of green into the water. With a mighty rush, the creature pulled back its head and a large reptilian eye appeared. The pupil flicked over me and narrowed, coldly calculating its catch. No. I wasn't its catch. It was my catch, goddammit. I swiped at the dead stare with my fist but barely moved anywhere. The eye, just there, watching. Suddenly the pupils snapped small. The ocean exploded with sound. A roar like the world ending shocked every cell in my body to attention. My lungs were near bursting and finally I let out a scream that I must have been holding for years. It ached out of every loss. My marriage. My family. My life. It was too late to run. It was too late to fix it. The reptile shot away into the murky green. Faster than anything that size should move. Too deep down to reach the surface, I was suspended in the ocean endless green above and below me and I knew with my fucking guts that it was coming back that the giant lizard was just making a game of it luring me in the water flashed green sparks as the monster grew larger and larger in the depths its jaws wide open and beckoning into its desperate empty throat what would I find in there what awaited me Seconds before I was consumed, I drew in a gasp of ocean water, and another, but it wouldn't kill me quick enough. I thrashed as the water entered my burning lungs, as my body choked and gagged, the teeth shining white, the black scales all I'd ever see, once I made it to hell. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Too Late to Run was written by Marcel Limont, narrated by James Barnett, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Daniel Birch and Tom Robson, and sound effect provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration is provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House.
Marcel Limot is a writer and rewriter of myths. You can find Marcel's work on Twitter at at Marcel Lamont, and that's spelled M-A-R-C-E-L-L-I-E-M-A-N-T. James Barnett is the producer of the Night's End podcast, a short story fiction podcast with tales of horror and the paranormal. You can search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You can also catch other works of his at www.jamesbarnettauthor.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash fork and cleaver. You can join our book club and movie club and get involved with the writing prompts over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fork and cleaver. T-shirts and mugs and posters and comic books are available at gumroad.com forward slash fork and cleaver. The other stories is a production of the Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. Until next time. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.